Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. Next up we have news reporter Sonona Bourne, who spoke with biochemistry and infectious diseases professor Kurt Krauss. You're listening to R1 News. The National Institute of Health has just launched a phase one clinical trial evaluating three experimental HIV vaccines based on messenger RNA technology. The new HIV vaccine is set to follow the same guidelines and science as the COVID-19 vaccine. We are joined by Professor Kurt Krauss, a virologist at University of Otago, who is currently looking into HIV research. Uh, we know this new technology as what's used in the COVID Pfizer vaccine. Can you explain to us what messenger RNA technology means? Yes, yeah, so and messenger, so, so um, what's going on or the, the, the bottom line is that we're trying to, or, or scientists are trying to develop a vaccine to prevent HIV. And it's probably good to mention that this has been a, a big problem for a long time. And um, back before I came to New Zealand, I was a practicing ID doctor in America, and my main patients were HIV patients. And we, when we, we went through this period where HIV was it's, it's this, was this huge pandemic, and we were thinking, okay, can we treat this with vaccines or can we treat it with antivirals? Make a long story short, the vaccine stuff just didn't work out, and we can talk about why uh, that is. But, but one thing, so fast forward to the present, is vaccine technologies have been updated significantly since back. That was really in the 80s. So a couple of things that have happened is the idea of using mRNA for a vaccine. So uh, a vaccine is really kind of a way to train your immune system to fight a virus. And you do the training by giving it a, either, either the whole virus that has been inactivated or you give it pieces of the virus. And then you, you, you uh, inject these uh, proteins or elements of the virus into the person's body who you're trying to protect. And then the immune system goes, ah, I don't recognize that. I'm going to make an antibody against it. Or I'm going to actually train a T cell to go after any cell that's making that, that bit there. I don't like that bit. Uh, but you do it in a controlled way. So when, if, you, if somebody encounters the whole virus, they're trying to teach their immune system to fight it while the virus is attacking. So you, 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 uh, the vaccine gives it to the person in little bits that aren't dangerous. And, the, and we train our immune system to be able to recognize and attack. So it's cool. So one way to do that is you make up a whole bunch of protein bits because viruses are sort of protein-coded bits of nucleic acid, and you take the protein bits and inject them in people, and we make antibodies against them. Another way to do it is you take a step back because when the body makes proteins, they make proteins that are coded for by a kind of long chain of nucleic acid called mRNA. And the mRNA is read by the ribosome to make proteins. So RNA vaccines, simply speaking, are simply stated, are a long stretch of RNA that can be given in an injection to a person, and the cells that it enters make that protein, make the foreign protein, and process it in a way that it gets exposed to immune cells, and then immune cells react to it and uh, become able to recognize it and attack it and, and protect the body from it, and then you're, you're vaccinated. Then the vaccine works. So um, historically, RNA vaccines weren't really used. They're being used more and more now, and there's, there's a huge advantage because you're able to design things quicker and make changes more easier and make adjustments more easier. So in a nutshell, that's one of the, I'd say there's two key breakthroughs in this vaccine. And one of them is using the mRNA. 
Awesome. And you said before that it's been quite a scientific challenge for many to make a therapy for HIV. With this new approach, do you think it's going to be more expensive and more accessible? Or do you think it's going to be hard to become like accessible to all patients with HIV? I think the mRNA, once they find a safe and effective mRNA vaccine, it becomes more accessible because it's easier to manufacture. It's easier to to transport. It's easier to make adjustments and changes. Uh, So that's going to be a good thing. That's going to be a really good thing. Okay, so I mentioned that when you when you train the body to develop antibodies and immune reactions in in vaccination, you need to give the body a little piece of the virus, an inactivated piece, a broken off piece, right? And then the uh, the body goes, yeah, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna recognize that. Um, the problem with HIV has been that when we make when the scientists make those little pieces, they don't hold together well. They actually fall apart. They don't. The confirmation is wrong. It's not stable. It's been a real quagmire to engineer uh, the particle properly. Yeah. So the big breakthrough in is there's now – so uh, HIV, kind of like the coronavirus. You've heard about spike protein in coronavirus, right? And the, corona, the spike protein is the main component of all these different vaccines. So HIV has something like a spike protein. It's called ENV. That ENV is is uh, composed of protein and and sugar molecules that are attached to the protein, and it's called GP160, uh, and it's a big thing. It's 160,000 molecular weight, and it's got a few different pieces. So those pieces, if you just give them separately, they, they don't hold together well. But uh, scientists at NIH have been able to engineer a version of this uh, glycosylated protein that hangs together and it forms the kind of a cluster that naturally happens in the vaccine. So it's kind of an engineered form that is very stable. And this this uh, relates to what happened with the coronavirus because the coronavirus vaccine, same problem. These spike proteins, it's amazing. Honestly, to tell you the truth, I've been working with viral proteins for decades and they are so hard to work with. Um, they are they are not not friendly proteins, and as a result, um, I'm always amazed that viruses even work. It's like, man, your proteins don't even work. How can you infect us? Because your proteins are falling apart; they're not stable. Uh, so the natural proteins and viruses are very difficult. Um, but the scientists at NIH stabilized the protein, and the scientists who were doing coronavirus research stabilized the spike protein, and the same kind of tools were used to make a happier, more stable spike protein, and that's gone into the vaccine development. So we've got more stable proteins in a more um, uh, native formation, a proper formation, delivered via this mRNA, and it looks good. It looks, it's, it's an exciting development, but it's only phase one. Yes. So for people that aren't sure of the stages of a vaccine process, how long would it stay in phase one before, say, it gets to commercial use? Can be a long time. So the the uh, phases are phase one, two, three, and four. And the three phases before the drug or the vaccine is introduced are phases one, two, and three. 
Uh, so phase one is going to be done, and no one expects there to be a problem, and we'll hopefully find out that it's very safe and there's some evidence of efficacy. Then it gets ramped up to phase two, where you're talking about giving it to hundreds of people. And in phase two, you're beginning to look at dosages and efficacy, like how much vaccine do you have to give and, how, and, and do you get a good response? And there'll be a few different doses uh, tried and maybe some different formulations tried. Like in this phase one, there's three different formulations being tried. Then if that works well, then you go to phase three. In phase three, you're, you're giving it usually to many thousands of people. Uh, so for coronavirus, it, you know, it, would have been, it, was, it would have been in the tens of thousands of people. And then you're trying to get a, a careful view of safety and efficacy. But I'd expect the phase one will happen this year and they'll be analyzed and we'll be looking into going into phase two um, either maybe early next year or later next year, depending on what the funding situation. And yeah. there's, there's such a need. If things look good, that yeah. it'll, get, it'll get pushed ahead. But, boy, there's been a list of spectacular failures in the HIV uh, vaccine area, so it's a tough area. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today, Kurt. My pleasure. It was really good to talk to you. <laughs> that was Professor Kurt Krauss on the RNA technology going into Phase 1 trials in the U.S., aiming to be the next therapy to target HIV. You're listening to R1 News. Stay tuned. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.